Hiney P Hiney P Hiney P Wajaniwina Hishan Kishina Inikarigiwina Hanachni P Harajawida Inigirawi Greetings from the land of eleven nations, or as everyone else calls it, Wisconsin. I'd like to thank every one of you who are spending a couple of minutes with me every week as we take a look at the goings on with our nation. I do it through this vehicle that I call Chipotle. If you have any thoughts, concerns, comments, or you just feel you can do this a whole lot better and I should go away, feel free to leave a comment at moneycuckseek at gmail.com. That's M-A-N-I-K-A-K-S-I-K at gmail.com. You have other options too on the Anchor app. You can just send a message by pressing the message bar. Also on Facebook, there's the Chipotle page where articles are written and offered for your perusal. Finally, we are also on Instagram and Twitter for your viewing pleasure and communication. Uh, first things first, um, I'd like uh, wish everyone a happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, remember why the holiday is here. Um, basically just to memorialize those who um, made the ultimate sacrifice in protecting our freedom. Uh, so spend a couple minutes thinking about that. Um, first things first, I guess, um, I've received complaints about the noises emanating from your speakers. Now, I'm not talking about the gibberish that I call a podcast. One of the things was the uh, clicking. Uh, I got a nervous habit with my pen, but I've solved it. I learned to keep clickable pens away from me during the podcast. Also, there's been some suggestion of the rustling of papers. Well, unfortunately, that noise will continue because I haven't quite figured out how to use a teleprompter. So most of my narratives are scripted on paper. And as I read them, I shuffle the papers. Sorry, but it's going to keep happening until I figure out a different way to read the scripts. Ah, well. Next, I'd like to talk about a uh, recent brouhaha surrounding my use of Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison and Ho-Chunk uh, Gaming commercials. At the latest Ho-Chunk Finance meeting, one of our legislators asked the CFO of Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison if the facility had given money to the Chipotle in exchange for running the commercials. CFO was suitably shocked and answered in the negative. She never signed a check to the Chipotle for advertising. Well, of course she never signed a check because Casino had no idea I was using the commercials. And more than likely, Casino had never even heard of the Chipotle. Those of you who have heard one or more of my earlier podcasts know that I used to use canned musical interludes which, uh, provided by Anchor to break up the topics and interviews in an effort to appear a little more professional uh, and add a little more entertainment value. I took uh, Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison and Ho-Chunk Gaming commercials off of YouTube and I placed them as interludes. There was no nefarious plan, no money exchanged hands. It was simply me trying to better my podcast and throw a little free advertising to the Ho-Chunk Nation's casinos. <clears throat> it did upset me a little, though, that instead of contacting me directly, the legislature brought this out into the open in an official meeting, lending credence that somehow I was guilting of fleecing the nation. At the beginning of my podcast, I ask people to contact me. I give people four or five different ways to reach me. I ask people to ask me anything or suggest anything. 
Instead, the legislature tried to embarrass me and my brother. Unfortunately for them, the legislators, were not guilty of anything they publicly implied. Once again, I will ask all the members of the legislature to come on my podcast. I won't sandbag you or edit the interviews. If the decisions you've made are for the good of the people, then come on and convince me and explain your logic. I'm not a complete a-hole. I realize I don't have all the facts and perhaps some of my thoughts and ideas are erroneous. I am willing to be proven wrong and I will thank you for educating me. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep using the commercials until I get a cease and desist order from the tribe or uh, Ho-Chunk Gaming. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. Um, while I'm on the subject of the legislature, I have a question. What is the legislature have all their meetings during the day. I know the legislature holds their area meetings at night so that the working members of the nation can attend and participate in their government. Why can't all the nation's business be done in the evenings and online? It's really frustrating to hear second and third hand what happened at legislative sessions. I personally would like to watch how these meetings are conducted. I've heard from many people how the legislators constantly refer the Legislative Council. Do they really do this? Why does the legislature constantly go into executive session? It would just be interesting to see if they would continue to do this under the scrutiny of the nation. Would the legislature go into executive session without stating a reason like they're supposed to? It just seems more appropriate for them to hold these meetings at night. Now, we don't have to do this whole hog. We don't have to go into this. This doesn't have to be something that we do right now every time. But some of the meetings, we can go into the evening and the public can watch. public can participate. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They're getting paid a good salary. I think other... Um, Madison, I think all their uh, public meetings, legislative meetings are at night. All the, a lot of the legislators, aldermen, they have... Uh, full-time jobs, and at night, they conduct the city's business. So I don't see why the Ho-Chunk Nation can't do that. Also, while I'm on this, why is it that uh, almost every other legislative body goes into recess for a couple, for a period of time? You know, I mean, even the U.S. Congress goes into recess. Why can't our legislature go into, re- legislature go into recess? Um, is it really important that our legislator constantly have their hand on the tiller every single day? We have an executive department. I thought that was their job to run the day-to-day. I think this is something we got to consider. After the legislature passes our annual budget, I think that would be a perfect time for the legislature to recess for a month. Here at Ho-Chunk Gaming, we probably make a difference. By putting food on the table for those who need it. By helping communities be safe. By supporting organizations throughout the state. We're making a difference in Wisconsin for you. Uh, good evening, everybody. I have with me here uh, Ryan Crane and uh, 
Ryan, can you introduce yourself and uh, tell us what your job title is? Of course. Thanks for having me, Shelby. My name is Ryan John Crane Sr., and I am currently the Demonstration Grant Administrator out of the Education Department. Okay, if you don't mind me asking, um, what does that mean? What does that job entail? It entails a, a lot of different items. So originally the grant had three employees as we wrote this um, application back in in late July, early August, and received the grant in October 1st. I was not a part of any of that. Uh, Dr. Marcus Lewis was the one who wrote the grant uh, with other members of the education department. My exact job title is just overseeing the entire grant, keeping us in compliance. But as a lot of things within the nation right now, uh, budgeting and different issues causes us to wear multiple hats. Uh, so not only am I overseeing the grant, I'm working on the marketing, handling different portions of the budget, recruiting different employees, and handling all the communication with OIE, the Office of Indian Education. Well, that sounds like uh, quite a job load there. Um, how long have you been doing now? Just a couple months? So I came on with the nation in early January as the interim treasurer. As you know, I was there until almost the end of February. And actually, after not receiving confirmation, I, I received a, a couple calls from different departments. And the education department, the, the grant, just the way everything sounded was right up my field. So I actually started on March 1st. And again, some of the, the politics potentially or, or the changes, the, the ERA had me come in as an LTE instead of being directly transferred to that position. So from March 1st until coming up on Monday, I've been LTE and I'm finally getting switched over after interviewing. Tons of great candidates actually came in and got a chance to interview, and now we'll be in this position full-time starting on, on Tuesday. Well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Let me, uh, let me ask you now, we're talking about a grant, so can you um, explain to us what exactly it is that you uh, received and how you got it? Of course. So this is a grant that the nation has tried to write for and apply for multiple times. I believe it was about four years ago they applied for the same grant and were really close, missed out on a couple points, and received all the information back about why the, the grant writing didn't quite meet all the qualifications and why other grantees were, were a little bit higher as far as a point value. The very next year they tried to write the grant again, taking some of those notes into factor and came back with a, another grant hoping to receive it and actually didn't even get consideration or, or weren't even close to the, the finalist. Uh, and this last year, they ended up having 40 award winners for this grant. Over $24 million were handed out in that first year. And Dr. Marcus Lewis did an amazing job writing the grant, incorporating culture, social, emotional, financial skills, and it's completely aimed at helping our, our, our young people, uh, our students.
students as well as their families gain the skills and knowledge to be able to make decisions about their life. And this grant for us is a five-year grant. We have a one-year planning period, which we're about seven months into right now. And after that planning period is up, then we start implementing the programming. We have four years of implementing that programming. Now, you say that this um, goes to children. Um, what are we? What age are we looking at? Are we looking at from kindergarten to high school, uh, college? Yes. So really great part of this grant is that it was written for K through 12. But obviously with the emphasis on career and college readiness, a lot of the program is naturally shifted towards those, those high school age kids. But thankfully, we've added tons of options right now, and we've been looking really into how can we get our younger people, those first, second, third, fourth graders, that base knowledge and some of those soft skills early on. So once they do start getting into that area of their life where they're in high school, and right now is a perfect time to think about that as a lot of our young people are graduating today. They're walking across the stage. Such an amazing time in their lives a great accomplishment but it's just the start it's interesting when we're young we always we always look at those moments as 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 oh we did we, we did this when i was younger and and at 18 you're just so wet behind the ears you don't really realize that you have so much out in front of you and that's what i love about this grant is we're not only focusing on those kids that are graduating like they are today, but we're focusing on some of the younger kids and getting them base knowledge. And not only the, the students, but as you know, with, with, with Ho-Chung people, it's, it's all about the family. And all of our programming includes the family because not only do the young people need some of these additional skills, but let's be honest, some of our, some of our older adults need it as well. And, that's not a knock on anyone. It's I always think about how can we get better every day. Do you? I guess what I'm what I'm thinking of is recruitment um, to use this uh, grant. Um, who are you looking at? Is it just in the uh, Wisconsin area? Are we looking at uh, area four? How are you recruiting people to use this grant? So the recruitment process is about to get underway. We haven't started marketing quite yet. This is actually one of the first times, and actually is the first time that I've really spoken in about this in a, in a public forum. But with the way our programming is going to put in place, we're going to be able to reach every single enrolled Ho-Chunk student K through 12. So it doesn't matter if you're living in Denver, St. Paul, Chicago, or even right here in, in Black River Falls, you'll have a chance to opt into this programming and be able to not only learn some of these soft skills, but also get exposed to some of the culture, which for me personally, I think is really important. Um, just a short background of, of where I came from. I didn't, I didn't get to grow up with my Ho-Chunk family. My dad, he went to prison when I was five. My mom, she, she dealt with all her own demons and, was in and out of, of rehab and halfway home, so I bounced around to group homes and foster homes. So I didn't really have that strong connection with my with my heritage, with the culture. And it took me a long time 
before I really even got exposed to to different ceremonies and hearing the language on a regular. So I think this is a great opportunity for some of those District 4 people that not necessarily a part of ceremonies every every week, weekend, month, whatever it is. They don't get to hear the language quite as often. This is a great chance for them to to really get a deeper understanding of who they are, where they come from, and about all their relatives. That's um, that's fantastic, and the fact that you guys are reaching out is wonderful. My I guess my question would be: Is how are you gonna? How are these people gonna find this program? Um, are you doing it through? Um, well, what type of media are you using? I guess to reach out to the people. So we actually have a, a pretty extensive marketing campaign that's about to get underway. Uh, the first one that I would mention would be the newspaper. Um, have an article being written in the newspaper about the program, what we're hoping to accomplish with it. From there, we're going to also include all of the area meetings. I plan on doing presentations at every single area meeting for the month of June and July. I will also do a social media campaign, which will include videos, posters, flyers, as well as hanging up posters and flyers and items around all of our, our buildings in the in the community, all of our gaming sites I'm hoping to be uh, listed at. Would love to get a shout-out from uh, the president in his monthly address, um, even looking at, at legislators, uh, employees, as well as our caseload in, in the education department, uh, students that we've served, families that we served in the past, and then working with enrollment to do direct mailing to every single enrolled student in K through 12 um, for the actual sign up. So pretty extensive marketing campaign in, in hopes that every single enrolled member will get a chance to see this and have a chance to opt in. That's pretty intensive. Um, I guess what what uh, another question I have is, do you have enough people to administer this program, or is this something that the tribe is going to have to help um, hire people to to work on this program with you? So that's a, another great question. Uh, originally, it was three employees to oversee the grant, as well as some additional help from members in the education department. When I came on board, I learned a little bit more about demonstration grants, what you're able to do. And this is actually the the, the best part of the grant is 80% of the funding each year has to go to direct services. Now, direct services are what students choose as far as um, education options. So we'll give them a list of education options. The student will choose what fits best into their schedule, into their needs. And from there, those funds get sent directly to our vendors that are helping us with these programs. Now, grants are like this, but this one's unique because we can be our own vendor. There's a lot of departments that we have that have services that can be applied to this grant and our goals. And I've actually started to work with multiple departments on a collaborative event where, um, for instance, Heritage Preservation will be offering us language classes, they'll be offering us traditional teachings, um, cultural experiences, we'll have events that are going on, 
uh, work-related experiences that I'm working with the labor department. I've had buy-in from the health department, DNR, business, administration. So really cool thing about this is that not only are the, the funds for this grant very nice, but we can actually keep that all right here in the nation. Besides, we have to have one outside vendor. But we can be our own vendor and supply some of these resources that are available already and just tailor them to the students and to our goals. So, for instance, it was written into the grant that every student will have a, a cultural experience. And that's where heritage preservation comes in. And obviously, the amount of people power they have right now, bringing on an additional let's say 100 students for them to help serve, would be a lot to ask. So thankfully the funds can be sent over so they can hire whatever employees are needed to supply these services to the students. And again, keeping as much of the money here in the nation as possible. And this is a four-year program. I mean a five-year program, correct? Yep, five-year program with four years of actual direct services that we'll be providing. And currently... Uh, if everything stays the same, that should be just over $800,000 uh, worth of funds for implementing. And it's, I believe, over 668000 that needs to be done for direct services for the students and families. Wow, that's pretty, uh, that's, that's incredible, really. Um, I really don't know anything else to ask about this particular uh, program and uh, grants. Um, do we have other grant writers? Are we looking for more? Or is this just something that uh, Dr. Lewis seemed to work on and it worked out for all of us? Uh, yeah, actually there's a, a few other grants that the education department is working on that, you know, besides the ones that we, we've been receiving year after year and have been administering, there's a few other grants that are out there right now that our team is working on. Um, and, and when I say our team, education department. I really have no part in the grant writing as of right now. I have my hands full with planning for this grant, communicating with other departments, getting the programming in place, starting the marketing campaign. But we have a bunch of items in the works. Also with the American Rescue Plan, there's just the most amount of money ever for Native American tribes which I think is such a cool opportunity. In my eyes, I, I'm hoping every department has something similar where there's dedicated employees that are focused on writing the grants, not just the, the directors, since they obviously have a lot to overlook, but some of those core employees that have those soft skills, have those writing skills, and can really write a great grant and, and receive money, but with so much money being out there, the one thing we do have to be careful for is not duplicating any services. So let me just ask you uh, in closing, kind of like, is there anything that you want to say right now that I haven't asked? I mean, what's the question that you need asked that I haven't? How do we sign up? How do we get involved? I think that'd be a, a really important question. Um, Again, with, with some of our services that we have, it's, it's, it's available, but when we have to reach out to people, we have to, we have to find out where they are. It, it, gets, it 
gets pretty difficult. And, you know, thankfully we have, we have a, a great base of members that, that utilize our resources. But then there's that, that outside person who, who really is not aware of some of the, the resources. For instance, um, I had saw a post from a, a few people, including um, someone I grew up with who's a, a legislator right now, and he posted about a, a mortgage and a, assistance for, for mortgage that was available for higher income earners. And it was basically a pleading, please fill out this, this application so we can give you money. And it was, it was $2,100, and a lot of these I, in my family, hasn't really been available to just because of the funds that we bring in on our own. I applied for it. Uh, I told my brother to apply for it, and it went through very fast. So all of a sudden, $2,100 was sent for us to pay some of our mortgage, which, again, just a great opportunity. That's where I'm really hoping that people will think about this for their kids, not only high school kids, but those those kids in, in first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Give them a chance to... to Gain some of these soft skills, being able to build relationships, handle emotions. Um, as as a people, we have a lot thrown at us, and we need some of these skills to be able to manage those those situations. Because again, I always I always talk about this, and we have so many great young people. We have so many talented young people, and it's. It's a goal of mine to to see all of these young people progress into their their careers, whether that's going straight into into the workforce, whether that's joining a, a a branch of the military, whether that's going to school, but being able to just be better because when you think about Ho Chunk, we should think about the privilege that we have being Ho Chunk. We have this amazing culture. We have all these resources that are just out there for us to be better. And when people think about Ho-Chunk people, I want them to think of, of us as leaders, as warriors, as, as people that can be depended on, that people that are respected in, in helping their communities. Because, again, we're in tons of communities, and we should be, we should be leaders in every one of these communities because of our, our skills who we are as a people and the resources that are available. So I think that's really important that families buy into this and, and sign up not only for, for this grant that I'm administering, but all the other resources that are available through all the, the executive branches offering right now. It's an excellent thought. Um, how can people reach you? My information is always available. I, would love for people to, to contact me. Um, they can contact me at the, the tribal office building. My extension is 11142. I always give people my cell phone as well. It's, it's kind of funny to say, but um, I'd love if people reach out to me if they have, they have questions about the grant, they want to talk about life. Um, young people are looking for, for some, some motivation, some mentorship, whatever it is. I'm always available. So my cell phone is 608-844-4400, or I can be reached via email. My personal email is my full name, Ryan John Crane at Gmail, or I can be reached at my tribal email, which is Ryan 
Crane at ho-chunk.com. And the name of the program once again? The name of the program is, well, it's interesting. So it's a demonstration grant, but we get to name it ourselves. So we have a couple names for it. Right now it's the Career and College Readiness. It's also known as the Preparing Oneself for a Good Life. Wow, okay. <laughs> that doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but... Uh... Yeah, I've been hoping for finding something that that really just is easy to say. It's not an acronym, but um, with what we're doing, it's, it hasn't been the easiest. All right, so um, one more time. Uh, give us the first name of the uh, program. Demonstration Grant. And we can reach that through you. And um, before we go, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I was going to say I've been listening to your, your podcast here for a, a few months, actually since I since I came back and started working with the nation. And you know, I, I appreciate you you giving your opinion, uh, talking about matters. I mentioned about wanting to learn more always and, and get better. And, and and some of the topics and items that you talk about. Um, are things I really haven't thought of before. Uh, I'm sure there's there's plenty other people like me that they're just not aware. There's there's a lot going on within our within our nation. So I definitely appreciate you giving your opinion on different topics. I know some of them might be, um, let's say controversial, but uh, stir the pot almost, if you would. But uh, I think we need that. You know, and we're always just yes people and going along with status quo we're going to get lapped and that's that's not something that we need so i definitely appreciate you personally giving uh, me this opportunity to talk about the grant um i appreciate you sharing your opinion and and bringing up topics that should be a concern for all of us and, and again the, the more that we're involved the more that we talk about items the better we're going to get if if we don't talk about these things, then they'll just go unkept, un, unmonitored, and, and that's never a good thing. All righty, sir. I appreciate your time and the knowledge you've shared with us. And I hope you have a good evening and a good weekend. Thank you very much for your time. At Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison, the switch is always on. It guarantees the highest average payout percentage in the region. This leads to better odds and more wins than any place else around. Nobody messes with the switch. How many lawyers does the uh, legislature employ annually? How much money does the legislature spend annually on legal representation? I asked people involved with legislation and executive, and after a lot of hemming and hawing, I got very little in the way of specifics, but a lot of generalities. Besides Mr. Murphy, the legislative council, who is the second highest paid employee in the nation, we have Quarles and Brady one of the best law firms in the state of Wisconsin. 
Then we have a firm in Washington, D.C. to represent our interests. Then we have a gaming legal team, a pharmacy, an environmental, a health, and a second firm in Wisconsin. Also, we have a uh, legal team in uh, Illinois for our Southland LLC as uh, the legislature chases the Linwood Casino debacle. I asked, what about our Department of uh, Justice? Aren't we paying that department so we can have uh, in-house attorneys doing all the work and uh, save uh, a couple bucks? Well, apparently I'm rather naive because all of the things I've mentioned need specialization. We could hire general attorneys, but if you don't have specialists, I guess you get slaughtered in court. Even I don't remember us going to court for a lot of this stuff. So now my head is spinning, and all I wanted to know is how many law firms does a nation employ? The answer, more than one and less than 15. That's being a little unfair, but it's more than one. How much does a nation spend annually on legal representation? Pre-pan- pre- <laughs> I'm sorry. Pre-pandemic, it was over a million dollars. I'm not a journalist, so all I can do is report generalities and listen to whispers and report these to you. One thing I did find disconcerting about all the law firms and all the money spent on legal representation is how come the Ho-Chunk legislature can't spend one dime on representing the general counsel in tribal court. I find that weird. There are quite a few cases sitting on the docket that uh, cannot proceed because the Ho-Chunk Legislature will not contract legal representation for us. The people they have taken an oath to represent and promote, one cannot get money to pay for, an, for our attorney. The cases in tribal court have to do with Ho-Chunk Legislature not looking out for our interests. This uh, obvious defense, their obvious defense is to simply not pay for legal representation and hope everything goes away. The nation spends over a million dollars a year in legal representation, but suddenly the legislatures have deep pockets and short arms when it comes to their people, challenging their authority over our general counsel and over us in tribal court. I realize that a lot of us can't shell out five grand to contact, contract an attorney to represent our, our interests. So I guess the legislature wants us to start a GoFundMe campaign to sue them so we can be represented in court to challenge their authority. The optics on this is just stunningly beautiful. The whole chunk will spend huge amounts of money to represent their interests, but not a dime to represent our interests in tribal courts. That seems a little strange.